0: This is part two of Wrestling with God on His Word. We began by briefly reviewing the high parts of part one. And then we will go into our major points of study, which will be from the book of Job, Wrestling with God. In Psalm 73, the psalmist confessed, To God that he almost stumbled and fell because of jealousy. He was jealous of the pride and prosperity of evil people. It was difficult for him to understand until he went into the temple. When he went into the temple, prayed and worshiped, he was led to a deeper understanding. Now the Bible does not go into details to tell us just how he came to that deeper understanding except that he did as when he went into the temple. Now, in the book of Habakkuk, Habakkuk complains to God because God is slow to act. He's upset with God because of the way he chose to punish his own people. The first two chapters, you have the conversation where Habakkuk complains to God and where God answers him. Uh, In Habakkuk chapter 2 verse 2 he answers. It says he shows to him in a vision. He shows it to him in a vision and he instructs him to write it down and to make it plain enough to be seen at a glance. Now Job's situation was a little bit different. Job not only voiced his complaint But he accused God of targeting him without cause. Of being unfair and cruel. And a closer look revealed something about Job. That Job in his heart is boastful and proud and basically full of himself. He did good deeds. Particularly in helping others who were less fortunate than he. But his heart was not right. The other thing that... We will find out about Job is, in addition to being full of himself, he looked down on the people he helped and basically felt they were worthless nobodies. The other thing that he did that was detrimental to him was that he surrounded himself with people who would not be truthful to him. You find that in the discussion and the advice of his three friends where they refused to tell him the truth job blamed god for what he was going through without looking in at himself and the major thing that got job into hot water was he did not have a key piece of information and that key piece of information was he was not being punished for sin he was being tested and god allowed him to be tested. The whole of it. But he didn't know that. So he set about to blame God for all that was going wrong with him. In chapter 29 Job lists all the good deeds that he's done. And in verse 18 of 29 he let us know what his expectations were. Job 29 beginning at verse 18. I felt certain that I would live a long and happy life, then die in my own bed. In those days, I was strong like a tree with deep roots and with plenty of water, or like the archer's new bow. Everyone listened in silence to my welcome advice, and when I finished speaking, nothing needed to be said. My words were eagerly accepted like the showers of spring. And the smile on my face renewed everyone's hopes. My advice was followed as though I was a king leading my troops or someone comforting those in sorrow. In chapter 30, Job begins to show a little bit more about himself, about what is in his heart. He begins as he's talking about how people are reacting to him now that he's lost everything. Young people now insult me, although their fathers would have been a disgrace to my sheepdogs. And he goes on. At one point, he calls them worthless nobodies. In chapter 31, he continues to speak about how good and perfect he has been. And wants to know why doesn't God listen? And he doesn't end there. He challenges God. He says, If he has something against me, let him speak or put it in writing. Job is very bold as his friend Elihu tells him, Job, why doesn't God listen? If he has something against me, let him speak. Or put it in writing. In chapter 30 Elihu is upset with Job because Job blamed God and not himself. And in chapter 35 he asks Job, are you really innocent? Because that's Job's entire premise. He is being targeted by God for no reason. He's being unfairly punished by God for no reason. He is innocent. Elihu tells him that God points out sin and pride within people and he warns him not to let his anger with God allow him to turn from God. In Job 36 beginning at verse 17, Elihu is talking. Now that the judgment for your sins have fallen upon you, don't let your anger and the pain you endured make you sneer at God. Your reputation and riches cannot protect you from distress, nor can you find safety in the dark world below. Be on guard. Don't turn to evil as a way of escape. God's power is unlimited He needs no teachers to guide or correct him. In Job 37 verses 23 and 24, Elihu tells Job, God cannot be seen, but his power is great and he is always fair. And so we humans fear God because he shows no respect for those who are proud and think they know so much. Now Job will get his answer. It may not be what he wanted or what he expected, but he will get his answer directly from God. So in Job 38 chapter, God speaks to Job. Why do you talk so much when you know so little? Now get ready to face me. Can you answer these questions? And God goes on to ask over a hundred questions. Questions like, how did I lay the foundation of for the earth? Were you there? Did you ever tell the sun to rise and did it obey? Job, have you ever walked on the ocean floor? Do you know the laws that governs the heavens and can you make them rule the earth? Can you imagine all? Uh, Job's astonishment as God puts all these questions As I said, it it was over a hundred of them. To him, I'm going to read to you the 40th chapter. I am the Lord all-powerful, but you have argued that I am wrong. Now you must answer me. Job said to the Lord, Who am I to answer you? I did speak once or twice, but never again. Then out of the storm, the Lord said to Job, Face me and answer the questions I ask. Are you trying to prove that you are innocent by accusing me of injustice? Do you have a powerful arm and a thundering voice that compares with mine? If so, then surround yourself with glory and majesty. Show your furious anger. Throw down and crush All who are proud and evil, wrap them in grave clothes and bury them together in the dusty soil. Do this, and I will agree that you have won the argument. Job 40, chapter verses 1 through 14. Can you imagine God coming to you and telling you, challenging you like that, declaring His Lordship, I am the Lord Almighty, but you have argued that I am wrong, and now you must answer me? How many of us have at one time or another blamed God for our plight? How many have been mad at Him because it seems that life is unfair, and it's only unfair to me? I worked so hard and yet I seem to get nowhere. Have you turned away from God because someone has a horrible sickness or illness that they must endure? Or because someone has died and you think that that was unfair? Unfair to them and unfair to you. How many have questioned, not only questioned God, but blamed him for the situation that you're in without really, 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 really looking deep within our own hearts and our own self and our own actions to see if perhaps the blame, if there be any, should fall on us. God to Job, I am the Lord all-powerful. But you have argued that I am wrong. Now you must answer me. And Job, cowering, I'm sure, Job said to the Lord, Who am I to answer you? I did speak once or twice, but never again. In chapter 42, Job gives in. Job says, No one can oppose you, because you have the power to do what you want. You asked why I talked so much when I know so little. I have talked about things that are far beyond my understanding. You told me to listen and to answer your questions. I heard about you from others. Now I have seen you with my own eyes. That's why I hate myself and I sit here in dust and ashes to show my sorrow and we know the rest of the story God restores all to Job but first he deals with Job's friends who did not tell him the truth and then he restores Job and Job does live the long life that he thought he would how many of us have listened to other people tell us about God and what God is doing in our own lives You're being punished for something. You must have done something. You have committed some kind of sin and now you're being punished because everything that you touch seems to come to naught. You're being punished because you have this disease or that disease. Your friends telling you what God is doing in your life and not even knowing. Job says, I have talked about things that are far beyond my understanding. You told me to listen and answer your questions. I heard about you from others. Now I have seen you with mine own eyes. Now, of the three individuals, it all came down to a personal encounter or personal encounters with God not listening to their friends, going to him, seeking him out, and acknowledging the weaknesses and the shortcomings within themselves. One went into the temple, prayed and worshipped, and found the answer. One God came to in a vision and showed him the answer and told him to write it out and to write it plain so that others could see it. Not only see it, but see it and understand with ease and Job Wow Job had to confront him himself face to face and Job had to answer the hard questions the questions that came about because of Job's own creation Job accused God of being unfair to him of targeting him and putting him through all of that torment when he himself was innocent And Job challenged God. He said, put it in writing or speak it. He wanted to hear. He wanted to face God. So God came. Be careful what you ask for. I can just imagine in my mind's eye that encounter where God put Job to the test. Asking him the hard questions. This is Evelyn Bowden, Wrestling with God. It's okay to, when we have questions, to ask them. And it's okay to seek them out, seek out the answers. God won't put us to death for that. He won't punish us to death for that. The length that Job challenged him to, you would expect it. Even though God knew that Job did not have all the information, he didn't know really what was going on with him. But Job finally acknowledges that. And he also acknowledges that he was listening to others for his information about God. But now that he sees for himself firsthand, he understands. He didn't rely on the, uh, the words of others to find the truth about God. Three different situations and three different Outcomes. Actually, the outcomes are really not different uh, because basically what they came to was a deeper understanding of God and His power and how He works. I believe it was in Habakkuk where He says, In my own time, in Habakkuk, He says, At the time. I have decided my words will come true. You can trust what I say about the future. It may take a long time, but keep on waiting. It will happen. I, the Lord, refuse to accept anyone who is proud. Only those who live by faith are acceptable. Wow, this is Evelyn Bowden. Thank you for joining me. I hope that these broadcasts have brought a greater insight and perhaps challenged you to go look for yourself read and dig and study for yourself to find out just as Job did when he says I heard about you from others now I have seen you with mine own eyes